T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 53 more minutes, and then we, uh, we pass it over to meet the press. So you only got 53 more minutes of me, and we have three guests this hour. So talk about a packed hour. Good work, uh, Lucas Buckley behind the board, getting everything to fit in this hour. We have a packed hour, so uh, probably less of me talking and more to the candidates talking. And this, uh, this segment, we are talking to John Garcia. He is running for sheriff on the, in the Republican primary. John, good morning. Good morning, Joe. And John, uh, first question, what made you want to jump into uh, the sheriff's race? Well, um, I have to say it's um, a twofold answer, Joe. And uh, simply put, um, I desire to continue my life's work of uh, service to our community and to make the Erie County Sheriff's uh, Office the best place to work. Uh, I understand that, you know, uh, we're in the business of public um of customer service, in this case, uh, public service. And I want to provide the best protection, the best service to our uh, public. And um, after 25 years of law enforcement, I, um, I retired in 2019. Uh, I then took a job with the uh, Erie County uh, Bar Association, assigned counsel program, and, uh, and then COVID hit. So I, like many others, uh, we're sitting at home and, and watching on TV what was happening in our country and in our county. And um, I just couldn't believe what was happening. Um, my, my wife turned to me and said, well, John, why don't you stop complaining and do something about it? And at that point, um, I have the passion. Uh, I'm very lucky to have worked in a profession that I never had to work a day in my life. So I want to bring the best service, the best protection, to the uh, people of Erie County, and to uh, back the uh, uh, great men and women of the Erie County Sheriff's Office. Now, we've had all three um, of those running in the Democrat primary, and they talk about the issues with the current administration. Uh, Is there anything about the Howard administration that you think needs addressing right away? Well, you know, in, in this profession, as in any business, um, it's ever-changing. So law enforcement, we have to adapt to, you know, today's issues. Um, over a decade ago, um, we didn't have the issues we have today, such as, um, you know, the body cameras and, you know, the less lethal. We are very fortunate to have better equipment, better training. We're very much more aware of the mental wellness issues out there, the verbal de-escalation training that we need to um, get out there. So 
you know, in, in any in any um, any profession, you need to keep on improving, Joe. Um, with the quality um, of um, of the training and, and and delivering those services to uh, the public, which are our customers. Now, we see calls for reforming the holding center. Some candidates are calling for an all-new holding center. Uh, is, is that something on your list to address the conditions at the current holding center? Well, yes, again, uh, ever-evolving um, uh, industry that we're in. And on top of it, Joe, what we had last year was uh, two major issues. Obviously, COVID, that stopped everything. Uh, the court system was basically shut down. Um, and then we had uh, the disastrous uh, bail reform. So, you know, the, the, the numbers went down at the Erie County Holding Center, and they also went down at the Alden Correctional Facility. Now, moving forward, um, what is really important to, for people to know is that the Erie County Holding Center is this different animal in that, you know, when people are, be, are arrested, they're going in there hot. And they're going in there, you know, it's, it's the worst day of their life, Joe. Um, they're, they're suffering from mental illness that might not even be diagnosed. There's substance abuse issues. There's physical issues. So we need a, a, a stricter um, screening process. And at the end of the day, what we have to remember is that it's a correctional facility. It's not a medical facility. Now, if we need changes and we don't have the capacity at the Erie County Medical Center to deal with these issues, then we have to make that center larger. But what I can tell you is that I will bring the best service to our public, be it inside or outside the correctional facilities. Let me ask, you mentioned bail reform. Uh, If you were to be sheriff, would the New York State bail reform be something that the Erie County Sheriff's Department would campaign against? Well, I I think that not only the Erie County Sheriff's Office should campaign against it, but I think that our legislators uh, have, you know, it was a knee-jerk reaction to a horrible case that occurred where someone spent way too much time in jail, and and bail shouldn't be a punishment for those that are indigent. However, if somebody commits a a felony, for example, breaking into your house, Joe, how is it that we could have that person come out and stand across the street from your house without seeing a judge yet, without getting an order of protection? So, yes, I think it it went too far, too far. And, And look at the amount of homicides that we have in our largest city in Erie County, in Buffalo. When I retired in 2019 from homicide, at the end of the year, calendar year, we had 44. We're at that number today. And we're not through the months of June, July, August, when people are out, temperatures are high, and disputes are being settled on the street. Um, so, yes, we have to uh, readdress that, and something has to be done because it's been disastrous. You know, you, you see a lot of call over the last uh, few years for reform in the police departments. We see uh, body cameras being used. Um, when you were in the Buffalo Police, were, was there any reform that you oversaw? And would that be something that you would bring to the Sheriff's Department? Well, I served for uh, 10 years on the hostage negotiation team. 
and was the commander of the hostage negotiation team when I retired. You know, verbal de-escalation is something that's been done since the beginning of time with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, with law enforcement. And, uh, and that's what we need to uh, continue to teach and instruct our, our new um, people at the academy. This has to start at the academy. Um, I remember talking once to a good friend of mine, Jack Hammerman, who was the hostage uh, negotiator commander in, in New York City for two decades. And he told me the best candidates he ever had were people that experienced uh, the ups and the downs in life. Uh, empathy is not something you could teach. But I can tell you this. As the uh, next Erie County Sheriff, I will uh, bring to the 150 road deputies the best training in verbal de-escalation uh, moving forward. And what do you think about these calls around the country to defund police departments? Uh, what would that mean to local uh, police departments if anything like that were to be successful? Well, Joe, I, I got to tell you this. I'm a, a city of Buffalo resident, and I, I talk to my neighbors, my friends that live here, and, and I don't know where this defund the police uh, movement is coming from. It's a very vocal minority, and I think it's this elite group of people that don't need the police. But people here in the city need the police. And in, in, in areas where there's a lot of poverty, unfortunately, in the city, and you have to go get a quart of milk to the corner, you want the police to drive by. You want their presence. You want them walking. So it, it, I think it's complete nonsense this to fund the police. I mean, look at the issues, the quality of life issues that we're experiencing. And I'm just talking about the city of Buffalo, where I reside. I mean, you know, all the ATVs that are riding around, um, all the, the shootings, what is it, two, 300% increase, 50%, 100% increase, I, I think I heard uh, the DA say, in, in homicides. So who wants to defund the police? The criminals want to uh, defund the police, not the uh, good people of Erie County. Now, yesterday the story came out, um, you made allegations against uh, your opponent in the primary, our next guest here on Hardline. Um, what were those allegations, and what, do you, what is your response to her allegations uh, that she countered to you? Well, I made allegations that, um, and I think if you're referring to the false affidavit that she filed yes. of her last ex uh, in, 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 in police, in, in her police uh, work. Now, she retired about 12 years ago. We were using flip phones, just to, you know, as far as that goes. But um, one of her last acts was to assist a friend in, in getting out of a DWI case. So she hasn't responded to that. Everybody else uh, paid a price for that, Joe. And I don't want to open all wounds for those that already paid the price to society, their debt to society. But I would like her to answer that question about her involvement in that conspiracy, that scheme, to let a friend out on a uh, DWI colony. All right, John, before we let you go, uh, is there anything that you want to address that I did not bring up? Well, I, I am proud, Joe, to be the only candidate um, in this race both Republican or Democrat, 
that is supported by professional law enforcement and supported by the Buffalo PBA, um, where I worked for 25 years. I'm supported by the Erie County Teamsters Local Union 264 that represents the cities. I'm supported by the Association of Police Personnel, Retired Police Personnel, WARP. And um, I'm, I'm very proud of that because I am supported by professional law enforcement, not politicians. I am the only candidate in the, in the race that's proven, trusted protector. And um, I cast my vote yesterday. <clears throat> and to be transparent and truthful, I voted for myself, John Garcia. Well, I like the honesty, uh, John. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again very soon. No, thank you so much for allowing our public to uh, get to know the candidates. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. That is John Garcia. He is running in the Republican primary, uh, which you can go vote right now. We talked about it early voting, and uh, John is running against Karen Healy Case, which, guess what? When I kept on saying that I didn't get a response, it worked. Karen is joining us next. She is running against the man you just heard, John Garcia. And obviously, we will ask the same questions. We will ask her response to his allegation. Um, so you won't want to miss that. And then Mickey Kearns still joining us to finish off the show with a few, uh, a few things he's got going on in the clerk's office. Like I said, it is a packed second hour of hardline. You know, sometimes, sometimes you need a third hour of hardline. But right now, we'll make the two hours work. And, and by the way, texter on the uh, Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, thank you for pointing out it's the sheriff's office, not department. And people under the sheriff and under sheriff without specific titles are deputies, not sheriffs or officers. Thank you, texter. See, you learn something every day. I, I've always talked about this. Uh, the beauty of working in radio, and it probably comes across, uh, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the most intelligent person. And I'm the first to tell you that. Uh, uh, but I learn a lot. I, I learn a lot thanks to our listeners who are very informed. Um, and they make sure to tell me when I forget something, when I mistitle something. Uh, they put it on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And I'm thankful for that. You know, I always talk about people who don't take criticism or don't take criticism well. Well, I take criticism very well because, you know, I every day wake up and say, I can be better. I can be a lot better. You know, I listen back to shows that I'm a part of and say, Joe, you, you could have, you know, had your papers in order as for our first interview today. Uh, so I appreciate stuff like that. I appreciate being pointed out because there's a mistake that I will most likely not make again. It's something I learned sitting here on the radio. And that's not anything against my years of schooling. I learned a lot there, too. Um, thanks to college is what got me in the door here. Uh, but the stuff you learn on a daily basis, especially covering uh, topics like the sheriff's race, covering topics like politics, uh, current events, this virus for the last 15 months, you learn a lot of things and a lot of things that I don't think you could ever learn in school. Uh, so I thank uh, the listeners. I thank our guests because, you know, every week I feel like I walk out just a little more informed. I should say every day. You know, every day uh, producing for Susan and Brian and then being able to host with Brian, you learn a lot. And I feel that, uh, that yes, I will probably never get to the level of intelligence that uh, would, would make me smart. But I also, I also think that I will learn more and more. And 
hopefully make less mistakes, Lucas. I'm not sure that'll uh, that'll happen, uh, but that is a, at least a goal for me. So 803-0930 is the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. That is where you share the information, and I am thankful so much uh, that you are doing that. So far today, looking at the uh, text board, uh, a lot of people saying this is their first local primary they're voting in in a while. Uh, and like I said, I think this is going to be, if we look at the numbers, probably one of the, and maybe it's because of the extended uh, local voting, I'm sorry, extended early voting, uh, but I think because you have both parties that have races, that have important races in them, uh, you're going to have more people showing up and casting that primary vote, something that you usually don't see in a non-presidential primary year. So that is the, uh, that's what I was looking for on the text board, and I really appreciate it. When we come back, like I said, we have a packed second segment of the second hour. Karen Healy Case running for the Republican nomination. She will join us right after the news. Right after the news, we're bringing her on. And then Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns to let us know what's going on in the clerk's office to round out the show before we pass it over to meet the press. So stay tuned. So much more left right here on Hardline on WBEN. Welcome back. Yes, the... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Final half hour of Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer with you, and we are continuing our interview with the sheriff candidates. And the final candidate to join us is Karen Haley Case. Karen, good morning. Hi, good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well, Karen. And uh, to start things off, what made you want to jump into the sheriff's race? Well, you know, Joe, I started my police career in 1988. Uh, in 1996, I was promoted to lieutenant, and in 2005, I was promoted to chief over two districts, uh, downtown, which is uh, B is in Buffalo and D is in Delta, two very busy districts with about 125 uh, police officers per district and support staff, so in a total over 250 officers. When I retired in 2010, you know, I really missed law enforcement, and I missed that feeling of duty and service. And so I decided that eventually, when Sheriff Howard was going to retire, that I would run for office. So I decided to get out in the public sector, get a lot of management experience, because I think it's really important to have that private sector piece. And I was going to build my management skills until Sheriff Howard decided to retire. In 2013 uh, and in 2017, Sheriff Howard had uh, toured with the idea of of retiring, and I had gone to the... um, uh, the head of the Republican Party, and I asked him if I could run. And both times, 
um, Sheriff Howard decided to run. So I was told no. I was told no, I couldn't run at that time. Sheriff Howard's going to run. And, um, you know, the, the party didn't want a primary. So both times I sat back and waited and uh, continued building my management skills, uh, running companies, bringing them from the red to the black, handling large budgets in the multi-million dollars, and also overseeing large staffing levels in the six to 800 range of personnel and making sure that clients were satisfied working with community groups. And again, continuing to build my private sector resume so that someday I would have enough skill and a, and a greater skill set, the skill set that the public would like to see in a professional law enforcement person, that I would have those skills and that skill set to go back into law enforcement. Well, when Sheriff Howard decided to retire, I thought, what a great opportunity. I have 10 years of private sector management experience that separates me from all the other candidates. And I have 22 years in law enforcement where I was actually running districts and overseeing districts that are larger than most police departments. And, you know, Joe, I don't know if you realize this, but in our country, you know, 87% of the police departments only have a few dozen officers. So even handling one district in the city at over 125 people, I was handling two, which is by far a greater number than most police uh, departments in the country. So my, my love of law enforcement and, you know, the duty and service I feel and the satisfaction when I'm helping the community and when I'm standing by law enforcement, that's why I decided to get back into it at this time. Now, looking at the current uh, sheriff's office, uh, is there something, you know, we had all three Democrat uh, candidates on earlier in the show, and they all talk about the issues with the current sheriff's office, the things they'd like to, uh, to be done. Is there anything you think needs addressing in the current sheriff's office? You know, Joe, it's, it's really easy to be a Monday morning quarterback and, and to criticize administrations. And I'm not, I'm not here to do that. You know, I believe that, you know, our current sheriff did the best job he could with the information he had. So what I, what I like to think about regarding the sheriff's office is how do we bring it, you know, up to today's standards? You know, how do, we, how do we make things better to benefit the officers inside the jails, on the road patrols? You know, what do I have? that's going to make it better for them, make it better for the community. And so instead of, you know, instead of being negative about what happens now or what we see in the newspaper, um, I would like to, to go in with a fresh perspective, an out-of-the-box perspective, because I have such a great private sector experience, use the tools that I've learned. You know, I, I know a lot about access control systems, um, and that's how people would move in and out of the jail. I know a lot about camera systems so that I can, you know, work with the, the officers on body cams and camera systems within the jail to make their life easier. I'd like to bring in technology to help them do their job better. You know, all of these things we want to do, you know, and look at their policies and procedures and really upgrade them, look at them, work with the Department of Corrections and work with other jails. I'd like to get out. I'd like to understand why Niagara County and Rochester and Albany and all these other jails and, and, and county jails around our state why they're functioning so well, and why it appears that we're not functioning as well. So I think you can take best practices from other places and put them into use here in Buffalo. Um, and that's not to say that we don't use some best practices. I just think that, you know, all the candidates, uh, regardless of, of Republican or Democrat, we don't have that inside knowledge yet. So it's going to take some evaluation. It's going to take strong leadership. 
It's going to take reviewing of policies and procedures. But yes, you know, changes are always good and changes can always be made. And I'm looking forward to having the opportunity to do that. You know, looking around this state and looking around the country, you have uh, the calls for defund the police. And in this state, you have bail reform uh, that has been criticized um, just by your opponent. And uh, you see the criticism all around. Uh, What do you think about these, uh, the calls for defund the police and bail reform and how that hinders a uh, law enforcement department? So I will never say defund the police. We'll start with that. Um, I don't believe in defunding the police in any way. I believe the police are the only people that allow us to sleep at night. The police are the only people who keep us safe. And we saw some of, some of the destruction um, in what anarchy, anarchy looks like around this country. Um, and, and we don't want that. I don't believe that any person wants their safety to be in jeopardy. And I believe that people want to go to bed and sleep at night. So instead of defunding the police, what we should do is we should fight for more money. We should fight for more funds with our county executives. We should fight for more money with our legislator. And we should get training and proper equipment and updated, um, uh, you know, uniforms and cars. And we shouldn't be working with obsolete equipment. These officers need proper training. The community is evolving every day, but the officer's training isn't evolving at the same pace. So um, I don't use a lot of the buzzwords that are out there. I believe that a lot of things that are happening in this community, you know, like the opioid crisis, you know, and, and other things that are happening, mental illness, I don't believe those are buzzwords. I believe those are real problems and real issues, and they need to be addressed. So the officers need training to address those things. Um, so I will not ever say defund the police. I'm going to say let's put more money back into our police. As far as bail reform goes, Joe, I got to tell you, I think what has been done in this state with bail reform is absolutely awful. Um, We cannot have this revolving door of criminals. Uh, There's people that have been arrested sometimes two, three, four times in a day that are let out. And what does that do to our safety and to our public safety? You know, the sheriff, the sheriff is a, a law enforcer, you know, the sheriff isn't a lawmaker. So I can't run around and pretend that I'm going to fix bail reform or I'm going to fix an opioid crisis. But what I'm going to tell you is, you know, I'm going to work hard to work with other leaders and other groups and other sheriffs across this country and try to engage, you know, our politicians who make these rules to change them, to show the numbers, to show the statistics of the revolving door and what is happening in our state and in our communities. Because you know what? I believe very basically that every human being wants to be safe. And that's my job. My job is going to be to keep Erie County safe and to do what I can to, to make that happen. You know, looking at New York State and looking at the strict gun laws or proposed strict gun laws and the New York Safe Act, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And what are your thoughts on gun restrictions in general? Uh, where do they go too far or where are they too soft? You know, I'm the only candidate of all five that said I will not enforce the Safe Act, Joe. And that's because I believe it to be unconstitutional. You know, currently there's a legislative uh, legislature. Uh, it's in the it's Supreme Court right now. Sorry about that. It's in the Supreme Court now, and it's being reviewed because a lot of uh, states around this country have found that similar laws like our state act are unconstitutional. I do believe that will happen here in our state. <clears throat> you know, gun laws are an interesting thing. Um, you know, a long, long time ago, I made a comment regarding illegal guns, illegal guns that were bought and sold in our in our city that were being shipped in here from Ohio. 
one of those illegal guns was used to shoot two friends of mine. And, you know, my opponent had taken that out of context, um, saying that I wanted stricter gun laws. I don't want stricter gun laws for good licensed gun owners. What I want is more good guys to have guns. The only way bad guys get stopped with guns are by good guys with guns. So, you know, I'm very much a protector of uh, our Second Amendment. I do not believe the SAFE Act is a constitutional act. I do believe the Supreme Court will review that and throw that out. And you know what? If you want stricter gun laws, I think you need to have those for illegal guns, for people who sell illegal guns to children. When children are shooting children or children are shooting our police officers, we need to fix our system and make those people responsible, not legal gun owners. Legal gun owners are not causing 116% of increase in shootings in the city of Buffalo. That's not what's happening. Those are all illegal guns on the streets. You know, this is when the sheriff's department kind of, uh, you know, where law enforcement and politics come come uh, together. We, we've seen how uh, the county executive comments on Sheriff Howard or vice versa. Uh, if you are put in that position as a Republican, uh, what do you think? How do you think that relationship with the county executive will be? Uh, and is that something that you will work on? You know what? I think that as county leaders, we all have to work together the best we can. Sure, we have differences of opinion. But at the end of the day, you know, my job as sheriff in this county is to keep our people safe and free. And so if there's somebody else who's not doing that or who's not looking out for the best interest of our community to keep our community safe, then sure, we're going to have a conflict. <clears throat> but when I go into that office, and hopefully I am elected to this office, and I'm the sheriff in Erie County, I'm going to do my best to work with everyone I can to benefit the ladies and men in blue who are protecting us every day to get them the resources they need and to work with our community. And hopefully, hopefully we see eye to eye on safety. Um, if someone doesn't see eye to eye on safety, yes, I'm going to have a problem with that. But we've got to look at our community and keep them safe. So I'm going to do my best to work with everyone I can work with and, and getting our goals, getting our resources, getting our funding so that we can make the, Erie, uh, the office of the Erie County Sheriff a safer, better office for everyone. Your opponent uh, joined me the last segment and brought up this uh, accusation he made of of something he did in 2008. Is that something you'd like to comment on? Sure. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm so glad I have the opportunity to do so. Number one, I take great offense being called corrupt or incompetent. Neither one of those things are true, and they never have been. Uh, that incident was a long, long time ago, and a friend called and said, hey, I got stopped. I was drunk. And I said, you know, I'm sorry to hear that kind of thing. Um, long story short is she kept telling me she wasn't. So like anybody would give advice, I said, well, if you don't think you're drunk, go get a blood test. Very simple case. That was my entire um, uh, participation in that incident. Yes, there are other people involved. Uh, they didn't tell the truth. They tried to cover it up for her. Uh, that was very sad for them. But I didn't lie. I have great integrity. And I've never, ever tried to cover up anything for anyone. So I take great offense to that because the misinformation campaign of my opponent um, is just that. It's just been a misinformation campaign. So um, we need to put things in context and perspective. If somebody would call uh, a friend and say, I'm not drunk, and that person said, okay, go get a blood test, I don't, I don't believe that is in any way corrupt. <laughs> Certainly not incompetent, and I believe that, you know, that is an intentional type of smear campaign that's just, it's unwarranted in this. 
you know, when when I was chosen to be the um, the candidate for the Republican Party, all the chairmen in every county were asked to vote and the um, executive committee. And the vote was 41 to 2 in my favor. It was overwhelming. The chairman across this county thought I should be the next representative as a sheriff in Erie County. And when the conservative party voted, they voted unanimously for me. So I'm very honored and very proud to have the support of the county chairman across this county, the executive committee for the, uh, for the Republican Party, and the entire conservative party. I'm so honored to have the opportunity to represent, you know, our community. Um, so I feel really good about this race. I feel very strong. I'm supported by, you know, public officials across this county. And, uh, you know, I do believe that at the end of the day, um, I'm the best candidate to run the sheriff's office. All right, Karen, before we let you go, anything you want to address that I did not bring up? Um, no, I, you know what, Joe, I think, uh, I think this is a great opportunity. Um, my apologies that my, uh, my team may have missed an email from you. So thank you so much for letting me on. Um, I want people to remember early voting starts today and, you know, I would be honored and humbled to have their vote and represent this County as the next sheriff, uh, in Erie County. So please get out and vote for me, Karen Healy Case. And, uh, and I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you. Well, and Karen, I'm glad you called in and we were able to get all the candidates on and hopefully we'll be talking again soon. Thanks, Joe. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. That's Karen Healy Case. Yes, she uh, called at the end of the 10 o'clock hour and uh, obviously a miscommunication uh, with a miscommunication uh, with the um, invite. But I'm glad she called in. We were able to get her on and we now have said now we can say that we had all candidates for sheriff for the two major parties on Hardline. And if you missed any of those interviews, they are available at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. Last week, we had Miles Carter. This week, we had Brian Gould, Kimberly Beatty, John Garcia, and Karen Haley Case. So if you missed any of those, they're online right now. When we come back in a mere two minutes, we will be talking to Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns on Hardline. Welcome back. It is Hardline on WBEN, and let's get right to it. Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns joining us. Mickey, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I really appreciate you joining us this morning. And uh, Mickey, tell us about uh, the new program the clerk's office has going on. Sure. We have a program on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's June 15th, 16th, and 17th between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. prior to the Blue Jay games. They're they're playing the Yankees this week. Uh, Area veterans and volunteers will be stationed near the corner of Ellicott and Swan Streets. Uh, directly across from the Swan Street Gate at Salem Field, and we'll be requesting donations for American flag cutouts for a dollar each. Someone could write the name of uh, an uncle, a father, a sister, a brother. Uh, those will be hung up uh, near the Wall of Honor in the Erie County Clerk's Office. And 100, Joe, 100% of the proceeds will go towards the Veterans Post Restoration of Erie County, and that's a not-for-profit comp- comprised of American Legion, AMBES, Marine Corps, and uh, we're working collaboratively to upgrade handicap accessibility and much uh, other needed repairs at the post. So it's very, very important if you're going to come out to the ball game uh, this week. And I just wanted to say, Joe, uh, tomorrow is Flag Day, and we will be with the Buffalo Bisons, uh, their president uh, of Rich Products, and the Bisons, uh, Mike Butchkowski of Bank on Buffalo, president and CEO, uh, Hamburg clerk Kathy Rubinsky, and other dignitaries 
to kick this off and let people know that uh, tomorrow is Flag Day and we're relaunching our Pledge for the Post. Uh, they were at the DMVs. Our veterans are out there collecting funds, and we've been able to make upgrades with our, our generous benefactors like Bank on Buffalo and Russell Salvatore to make improvements in individuals and corporations and foundations to four uh, area posts. So it's, it's, this is really important stuff. Come on over, shake a hand of a vet, and uh, make a $1 donation. Now, so it kicks off tomorrow, but continues through the Yankees Blue Jays series, correct? Right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, we actually actually reached out to the Toronto Blue Jays, and they've gotten back to us, so they're aware of what we're doing, and uh, they were very magnanimous in their response, and we're hopeful that uh, they'll support Erie County vets. You know, it's it's great. You said uh, get there and shake the hand of a vet. Isn't it nice that we can start shaking people's hands again? You know what, Joe? It's it's so awesome that, you know, I, I'm so much happier uh, just being able. I know you're a people person. Just to be with people and go to events uh, like, like the Yankees game this week with the Toronto Blue Jays once in a lifetime, uh, to be able to see family and friends, uh, it's just awesome to be able to shake people's hands. And I'm, I'm shaking as many hands as I can because, as you said, uh, it is just such a joy to be uh, on the other side of this pandemic. Uh- it's really great and to be to be able to go see some professional baseball at the same time. I'm sorry, Major League Baseball. I, I, I made this point during the week, Mickey. We have professional baseball with the Buffalo Bisons. We have top-tier baseball right now with the Jays in town. Joe, so, you know, we, we talk about patriotism, and I know many of your li- listeners are patriots, but we have, uh, it's incredible, we just had Memorial Day where we honor in a solemn way many who gave the great the greatest, greatest sacrifice to our country. And not many people know that uh, Flag Day uh, began uh, with the idea of Sarah Henson, who is a, a Buffalo public school teacher. She started that tradition uh, telling her students uh, to rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I have to tell you, I was out um, on Grand Island at the, the Glopper ceremony, and I want to uh, honor those veterans who put that together. They had a representative for the French government, you know, when you talk about patriotism, we had a Medal of Honor winner. Not only do you work with one, David Bellavia, uh, that Mr. DeGlopper, what he did uh, to save uh, that battalion, really saved those paratroopers. I said that every that ceremony should be played in every single classroom because all we hear about is negative, negative, negative. And you have people out there, young men and women, who are doing this for our country. We have veterans. We owe them a debt of gratitude. If you cannot afford a dollar, a dollar, you spend a dollar on a lottery ticket, come on over and give a dollar to make sure that these uh, veterans can go to the bathroom and these posts are ADA compliant, their roof is fixed, maybe they're electrical. You know, this is a place where they go to talk to their buddies and have a beer. Uh, this is so important, Joe, so, so important. Yeah, very important. And like you said, it starts tomorrow through the Jays-Yankees series. And great point, Mickey. You know, you, you put a dollar into the uh, to the lotto machine on a daily basis. Go uh, see these vets and, and give them the, uh, the, the support they need. Now, the clerk's office also launched a free car seat safety inspection. Yes, we're going to be getting out there. Uh, you had uh, all of the sheriff's candidates out there. And I do want to say... Uh, all of the countywide elected uh, positions, we saw that during COVID, very important. So get out and vote. Um, we are partnering with the current sheriff, Sheriff Howard, and we're doing a free car seat safety check on Saturday, June 19th, 
from 9 a.m. to 12.30 at the Eastern Hills Mall. That's also where, obviously, we have our, our new DMV. It's at the front parking lot under the marquee. You know, uh, child safety is so important, and we just want to make sure that your uh, car seat uh, is, you know, put in correctly. You might have spent a lot of money, but our young people are so, so important. So um, this is a free service. Uh, I commend the uh, Erie County Sheriff's Office and, and Tim Howard for uh, reaching out to us once again, and we've done this in the past, and uh, we're going to be doing more of this stuff to make sure our young people are safe. And another note, uh, starting last November, I didn't know this. I, I just read this on your website, Mickey. Uh, now everyone in the car has to be has to have a seatbelt on. It's not a, it's not a choice in the back seat anymore. It, it's it's not a choice that was passed. I think that's a very good law, and uh, I think it, it's a just it's a much different time. We have technology. Uh, um, the safety of our uh, passengers is just as important as the safety of our drivers, and the highway. Uh, administration has put out numerous studies stating that uh, people who wear a safety belt have a higher percentage of uh, surviving a serious car crash. So uh, making sure that everyone in the vehicle has uh, those on, and we partnered with the state police, and uh, AAA has been a great advocate of people wearing their seat belts. But um, you know, I think it's really, really important when you're, you're talking about that. And I'll tell you, here's another Western New York connection uh, history buff, Vincent Graber, who was the assembly mem- member who represented West Seneca, passed that legislation uh, in Albany, originally in the state of New York. So once again, uh, we've got some great people here in Western New York, whether it's Sarah Hinson, uh, who started that tradition of Flag Day, and now uh, Vince Graber, who uh, was an advocate for the seatbelt law and, and got that passed. All right, Mickey. So before we let you go, just another reminder, tomorrow, 10 a.m., so right after BMAS and Beamer uh, at Salem Field, the relaunch of the Veterans Post-Restoration, and that will run through the Jays-Yankee series. Please, please, please help our veterans come over, uh, shake their hand, and just say thank you. They really, really appreciate it, and they want, they want your support, and, and they're owed your support. Thank you, Joe, for having me on so much. Mickey, it's always great to have you on, and I know we will talk again very soon. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. That's Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns wrapping up Hardline. If you missed any of the interviews, if you just tuned in and said, what? I missed uh, the Erie County Clerk. Go back. It's on demand. WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. Don't forget, we're back live tomorrow, 5 a.m., a new morning with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. Then Brian sticks around. I join BMAZ and Beamer, David Bellavia at 10 o'clock, and then Tom Bowerly at 2. Buffalo's Evening News with Tom Puckett at 6 o'clock. And starting at 7 o'clock, you'll get another chance between 7 and 6, by the way, 7A and 6P, one word an hour, and your chance at $1,000, part of the WBEN Summer Stimulus. So, so much great programming, and on top of that, we give you a chance to win $1,000 every hour during our live programming starting at 7 a.m. We hope to talk to you tomorrow. Buffalo, enjoy this beautiful weather. Get out, vote in your primary, make your voice be heard, and Go see, uh, go see Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns tomorrow through the Blue Jays-Yankees series as they relaunch the Veterans Post-Restoration fundraising event. Thank you for joining me today on Hardline. What a packed show. I'm glad we got to talk to everyone. Hope you enjoyed it, too. We'll talk to you tomorrow on WBEN Buffalo. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.